0: Welcome back to Jimmy's Post Podcast. Today is Thursday, January the 5th. And we're back here in 2023. Ready for the first podcast of the new year. First
1: podcast of the year, episode, this will be 94. So we're yeah. close to episode 100, a of the 100. Let's it's go. Kind of funny. I never thought even doing it by myself and like getting to 100 seemed impossible, but now we've been kind of chugging along this last year mostly. Um and we're getting into it. Betting is now a thing. How you? Well, for me, <laughs> I can't bet where we live Real in Ohio. Quick, what, okay. Uh,
0: what happens to my T Higgins bet?
1: Okay. So all of the bets are paid at back out. So they were just given back. Okay. So if the game ha- ends up happening, if some, uh, we're going to talk about this specifically later, but if those game that game ends up happening again, I'll just redo the bet for you. But betting is now a thing in Ohio where we live. Uh, so I've been betting like crazy, got like $300 in bets. This past weekend, I won a few bets. I will talk about that later when we talk about the games that we watched, but this is a good start to the new year, and it's only right we kind of get into this first podcast. We waited a little bit based on things happening. I wanted to try to get some news on stuff, but it's honestly, at this point, it's not going to happen. So we're getting to the podcast. Do one today. Probably do another tomorrow, if not the next day. I think we should do it before Saturday, because there are going to be two Saturday games. We could try to get one in tomorrow. It's not necessarily a guarantee. Maybe it's late tomorrow night or very early Saturday morning. One of the two um, because there are two Saturday games, so I want to make sure to get everything in. But there is no game tonight, so we're good on that. So, But first thing I wanted to talk about um, for anybody that was since last week, the big thing this past weekend was the Coswell playoff games. And just, let's be honest here, probably the best combination of both semifinal games in – honestly, ever since the college football playoff started. I think it's been a normal thing that ever since the playoff started, there's been one competitive game and the other was a blowout pretty much every year. And up until this year, both games were very competitive and very, um, let's see, controversial, depending on the game and depending on which side of the win or loss that you took. Um, we're going to start with the first game, though, how it happened on the day. So TCU playing Michigan. And this was in Arizona playing at the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Um, TCU did end up winning this game 51-45. to um, Jace, yeah, I have to give credit to myself here because I kind of laid out the blueprint TCU had to do to win. And you're like, no, it's not going to happen, Joe. Why are we even talking about this? I'm like, I got to give TCU respect because they've pretty much proven us all wrong pretty much all year. And I said that if they were going to win, they had to jump out early and really uh, – and just stay ahead the whole time, and that's what exactly what they did. It was funny because when I look at this game, Michigan TCU was the Michigan of that game. Michigan came in against Ohio State as the team that was undervalued, or the one the team that was looked at as the lesser one against Ohio State, and they came out and beat us, right? And then they Michigan comes into this game against TCU. And Michigan is now the big boy, right? They are looked at as the team that should be favored. I think they had a six point favorite. They were a no. They're a ten point favorite going into this game against TCU, and then TCU came in as the Michigan in this scenario and had a chip on their shoulder, and then really came out and beat them. Right? Heck, I think this game started off with fourteen quick points for TCU to really get the game started. I think actually the first uh, first drive of the game, Michigan had pick six was thrown to TCU. Like TCU got the pick six, so like things went TCU's way early and often this game. Um, Michigan, when they got the um the big play, they got a big running play at first and then fumbled yeah, the football
0: at the one-yard line. They did. Oh, my God. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen before. Because it at no point did it look like Michigan couldn't run the ball. It's just was like TCU was dominating their passing attack. Right. TCU completely was killing them on the passing attack. And then TCU was running the ball pretty well, as well as throwing it. Yeah. And it... Didn't It looked like Michigan could still run, but me and you both know you can't run run yourself back into a game.
1: Michigan was not running effe- as effectively as they normally would. You would think going into that game that Michigan would be able to outlast TCU and really bully them on both the offensive and defensive line of scrimmages, um, but they weren't able to. TCU nope. really came in with the toughness. TCU mm-hmm. was able to run the football. TCU, TCU was able to stop the run. And Michigan wasn't able to get a lot of pressure on Max Duggan no. in this game at all. So Max Duggan was sitting back there, just able to kind of distribute. And they, TC, manufactured some big plays off of crossing routes.
0: And honestly, they had speed that Michigan wasn't ready for. Um, they had some athletes I didn't expect them to have, and it was quite impressive because their game plan seemed pretty simple with what, what they were doing. They're doing a lot of slant routes and kind of just blazing by them.
1: Big, big throws out down
0: the field. Yeah, it was. It was. Very, very basic. They didn't do anything too complicated. Right. And they kept it simple, which is a lot of what Michigan does. They keep it simple, but Michigan couldn't keep it simple. And you know what's funny? Michigan got cute. Like when they got their first red zone red zone
1: uh yeah. trick. They tried to do this. They tried to flicker. do a trick play. Yeah. They tried to do some trick play that didn't well, work. What it was, at they try to do the
0: Statue of Liberty. Remember it was a Philly special.
1: It was Philly special, exactly what they were trying to do. And it didn't work at I was it. on a nope. fourth down. Yeah. And it was a turnover on downs in the red zone. Like they yeah. had three red zone trips to start the game. And they came out of it with three points. And they're like, I'm talking at the one-yard line type of red zone it, trips. it was
0: Michigan looked like a shell of what it normally was, and I don't know why. I don't. Michigan kinda, was they, the tight team. Yeah, it looked like they they changed up their entire game plan. They
1: were Ohio State in this scenario, which is kind of funny because Ohio State went into the game against Michigan as the tight team, the team that was supposed to win, the team that had all the pressure on them. And Michigan came in as the team with the chip. And the next thing you know, they play against TCU – Michigan had all the pressure on them, and TCU has came in with house money. They have nothing to lose. If they lost, we we're supposed to lose, right? But TCU came in with no fear, and they've been playing this whole season with no fear. And Michigan was the one playing it cute, not really doing what they're really good at. And TCU was playing with toughness, like it's. And let's be honest, JJ McCarthy had an okay day, but throwing two pick sixes in this game does not help your. Does not help you at all. He threw I two big sixes.
0: But it didn't... I, that, that was something I kind of... I knew J.J. McCarthy really wasn't that great of a passer. And I feel like with them not being able to run the ball as effectively, it showed how much of a... Like, he was overthrowing dudes. Yeah. And he was underthrowing guys. But there was a... like It was a, t- it was a touchdown, and he just soared it. And I, also,
1: I have to admit, there was one... There's a couple controversial plays in this game. One was for... Um, one of the times that Michigan got into the red zone, they threw like a sixty-yard deep pass. Um, the wide receiver caught it, but lands right before the end zone, and then he ends up rolling into the end zone. Some people thought that was a touchdown. Some people not, because you would say it wouldn't be a touchdown because in college, the rule is if you're down, you go down. Like you don't, you can't like go down and then get back up, which is what would have happened if he was going into the red in the end zone. Um, but in this one, they didn't call that. And at the end of the game, Michigan had a chance because obviously there's only a six-point difference at the end of the game. Yeah. They were driving down the field um, thinking they still had a shot. They threw a underneath, underneath pass, and then um, a TCU defender came in, helmet down, pretty much game came with the crown of his helmet. You could have called it targeting. Um, Michigan fans obviously would have liked it to be called targeting. You get 15 yards, and you still have a chance at, a, I think, a 40-yard uh, throw down the field to try to get a touchdown to try to get the win or tie. So all that being the case, like there were some controversial things that happened, but to be honest with you, TCU played better that day. You can't even say Michigan played better than TCU. TCU came in with a good game plan, both offensively and defensively. Michigan didn't play as tough as they, as they usually would have. And Max Duggan, man, he just kind of, he made some really great throws he ran he, the football effectively he,
0: he controlled the game and he, they paced the game very well they didn't try to speed up uh quentin johnson
1: uh johnston uh the wide receiver for TCU uh, six receptions 163 yards and a touchdown like he ha- he's the one that got the um underneath throw that he pretty much took to the house pretty much by himself um so like they had speed that Michigan necessarily wasn't necessarily ready for um all the credit goes to TCU man i kind of gave the uh blueprint and that's what they fought it's almost like they're listening to me when we had our podcast, which is definitely not the case, but I like to blo- uh get my help my ego out and think that and they really they did it. Like they stayed on them early and it honestly just wasn't even close, man. It was close, but it like TCU seemed like they had control of the game pretty much the whole game.
0: They did. Uh TCU didn't let up on the game at all. They kept their foot on the gas and never let it go, which is of course a great game plan, game plan. And what they did, it was perfect, word for word. It was perfect.
1: And as soon as Michigan ever thought they had a chance to get back into the game, TCU just kind of knocked them out again. I kind of, I'm pretty sure I tweeted this, is that every time Michigan would make a play to kind of get back within striking distance, it seemed like TCU just came right back and kind of gave another knockout blow. Yeah. Like it, it seemed like every it was like a it's like a prize fight. It's just TCU just wouldn't stop punching. They were not going to rest on their laurels. They weren't going to try to run no, the clock they, out. They, they stunned were, Michigan and they kept going. They were kept they put their kept their foot on the gas and like they weren't going to let Michigan get back into it. And TCU ended
0: up finishing off the game. Yeah, no, Bravo to TCU. I don't know if I can see them having a path to beat Georgia, but you know they, I wouldn't say so either. Um,
1: but speaking of Georgia, I guess before we talk about how we see that game going, the second game of the night, Georgia played Ohio State. Me being Ohio State fan, I thought Ohio State had a chance to win the game. Jace, you thought that Ohio State was going to get destroyed by Georgia, like you really didn't see Ohio State have much having much of a chance in this game. And to be frank, I think I came out of this game. Ohio State was the better team that night. Yeah, and that's what makes this all that more, all the more, uh, painful to talk about. Was because CJ came to play in this game. Um, CJ. Pretty much had the game of his life, at least as a as an Ohio State Buckeye. He had an awesome game. Ryan Day had an awesome game plan. Like he called perfect plays. They really were they were destroying them. Honestly, when it came in the first half and through the third quarter. And CJ twenty three of thirty four, three hundred forty eight yards and four touchdowns. CJ not only was sitting there in the pocket, he was extending plays. He ran. He had a twenty seven yard run. To at the end of the game to get us within field goal range. Um, he was running for first downs. They did everything he was supposed to do. CJ had the game of his life, and if anybody ever questioned him as a guy that was had the eye of the Tiger or was willing to put it all on the line and win a football game, this was the game to look at and say, hey, you can't question him with that anymore. He came in with the, with the big game. He did everything necessary to win um, and gave Ohio State a chance to, with a last-second field goal to win obviously the field goal didn't go Ohio state's way as midnight hit. Um, <laughs> I, I hate even saying the midnight park is what Mike Tirico said in the broadcast. Oh,
0: bro, That was terrible.
1: But CJD was necessary. Ohio state was able to run the football against Georgia. Let's be honest. Marvin Harrison had t- almost 200 yards in the first quarter. Um, he was eating against Georgia up until they knocked him out of the game with a targeting call that uh, apparently the officials didn't think was targeting. Um, Emikagbuka, the other wide receiver, had an amazing game. Eight receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Um, during this game, he kind of he stepped up a little bit as the game went on, especially without Marvin. Um, let me just speak with the um, so Ohio State was able to get off to a 14 point lead. They scored 21 points in the second quarter. Third quarter, Ohio State started fast, and then Marvin got Marvin got knocked out, and then proceeded only to score three points after that. And to Georgia being able to score 18 points in the fourth quarter. The big problem for Ohio State was the defense. Um, our corners, it wasn't even our front seven. Our front seven was released out against the run. Georgia really wasn't able to run the football against us.
0: No, it was it was your DBs.
1: It was our DBs and our safeties. There was one 75-yard touchdown pass that Georgia was able to hit on us literally in 10 seconds for that for that drive was because our cor- uh, we had a, a safety covering this guy, and he fell, and he tripped over his own feet and it allowed that wide receiver to get all the way down the field in one play for the touchdown. Like that was that was a big play. I think there was around 11 um big chunk plays in this game um that Ohio State defense let up. And I'm not even going to say it was as bad as what Michigan happened. I think Ohio State defense played well in stretches like they kept Georgia to 21 points in the you know, 23 points in the first half and then let up that 18 points in the fourth quarter. And this also was in tandem with Ohio State kind of cooling off because Marvin wasn't in the game
0: because you, you lost your ace.
1: He was our ace, and I think Georgia was able to play a different type of defense when Marvin was off the field. You have Marvin Harrison; they could not guard him one on one. He was doubled the pretty much the rest of the time in the game after he got his a lot of yardage in the first quarter. In the second quarter, like he had over to, oh close two hundred yards, and they couldn't stop him. Like I was, so they started to have to double him and that and then once he went he got targeted and he got hit so how do you so a question for you Jason yeah shoot how does a guy that gets hit in the back of the red zone cuz this was on a play where CJ was kind of just throwing it up to the back of the uh, back of the end zone Marvin wants to catch it the guy hits him Marvin doesn't hit the ground hard he uh he gets hit right away and he ends up getting concussion how does a guy that doesn't get hit in the, doesn't hit the ground hard with his head Ended up in concussion. He has to have gotten hit in his head at some point, right? And they they called it targeting at first, and then they re they kind of went to replay to kind of revisit it, and then they took the targeting away. I honestly, what made me mad about that call was that throughout the rest of the year, that would have been called targeting, and so that's what made made me very upset about it. And then especially because they were in the red zone at that point, if they would have, if the targeting would have held up. They would have had first and goal on like the three yard line, and Ohio State would have scored at that point. That would have been a touchdown. That was a four point swing, and Ohio State lost by one point.
0: Okay, I'm not a good person. to Axe. I don't think it was targeting.
1: <laughs> but the guy got hit in the head. Could you? Could you? So you're gonna say Marvin didn't get hit in the head? The defensive player launched like he hit. He hit Marvin in the head in the helmet with a helmet to helmet hit. That's wow. called targeting the rest of the year.
0: I know, but it's I don't. I know I don't think it's targeting. I think he was truly trying to make a play. I'm no not saying that he wasn't trying to make a play, but throughout the rest
1: of the year, helmet to helmet contact is automatic no, 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 target. I see what
0: you're saying. Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, it's au- that's automatic. No, I no, I see what you're saying. Yes, it probably it probably should have been called. A you
1: can't because obviously you can't judge intent. I know the guy wasn't trying to no, hurt Marvin
0: because of course not because I'm, let's be real. Uh, maybe he was. He no, was, let's let's be kinda real. Let's, he was eating. He was eating the I know, alive. but let's be real. Marvin Harrison I had a chance to catch that ball for touchdown. Oh yeah, he did. Exactly.
1: No, but what I'm saying is the launching right at the helmet, it was
0: helmet to helmet contact. Like you call that the, re- the rest of the year that is called. No, I would have got the fact of he got he was stuck when he hit the ground, but if you look at it his head never hit the ground. He hit his back and his head never touched. It's
1: not like he popped right back up. He no, was he was, stuck. He was stunned. Yeah. So I'm like if that all that happened, I don't know how it almost felt like the officials were like, "Oh, this is Georgia Ohio State, It's a great game. We can't call this right now." It almost felt like it was a what sucks about targeting is that there is no itinerary as to what makes it specifically a targeting call. It is too subjective, which leads to some crews being able to do something like this and call it not targeting when it truly was. But if you had a totally, if it happened any other time of the year, it would have been called and everybody would be like, okay, that makes sense. And Marvin was taken out of the game. And what it, I had some hope because Marvin came out of the tent and And he's like, where's my helmet? You could literally read his rips Yeah, where's my helmet? helmet?" And they wouldn't give it back to him because the Ohio State medical staff was, obviously I'm happy that they made a good decision for him because he's going to have a long career. After playing at Ohio State, he will be a first-round draft pick, no questions asked. He's already the number one wide receiver in college football, no questions asked. So they kept the helmet out of his hands because they were trying to protect him. And I'm like, that is very, very good for him, but... If he would have stayed on that field, Ohio State would have won the game, and I have no doubt about that. Because at that point, Ohio State—they'd if they'd have got that touchdown. That'd have been an eighteen-point lead. No, yeah, I. That, <laughs> no, I, I think if he stays in the game, you're winning. We're winning by a lot. Like the, like the game wasn't close when Marvin was on the field. Like the game wasn't close. He goes off the field. Georgia has a chance, and that's that is the. I think this is the um the story for Ohio State the last ten years. Ever since the last national championship game, we've had multiple chances where we are a really good team when we get screwed over by the officials. The first game against Clemson, um, that was back in 2019, when we should have beat Clemson in that game, we ended up ended up playing against LSU, and we would have been a better game against LSU and Joe Burrow than Clemson ever was. We had a much no better one defense. A match for Joe Burrow. No, but we had a better defense. Like we had a much better defense than Clemson did going into that championship game. And we would have actually been a good chance because LSU destroyed Clemson in that game.
0: Because he's Joe Shiesty.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But we would have been a better matchup. Like we had a really good defense that year. Hey. And then so that was a close. That was a close time. And then yeah, obviously against Bama the next year, we lost in 2020. We weren't even our defense wasn't even close to being the same. That was like after Jeff Okuda left and after we lost a couple corners and all that. So like we've and then this game really close. And then obviously to end the game. CJ gets us all the way down the field, runs for 27 yards to get us in the field goal range, and the guy misses a 50-yarder. And this was like a really big thing in our house because we were watching it, and Jace wanted to watch the ball drop. My, our mom wanted to watch the ball drop, and I'm sitting here, I'm holding the, I'm holding the the remote hostage, and I'm like, I have to watch this, guys. I'm sorry, I get why you're mad at me, but I have to watch this. Just for the mix. And literally as midnight hits, he's kicking the field goal. And he misses wide left. And You know what's funny? I watched a still of the difference because he literally just hit a um, Noah Ruggles just hit a forty-eight yarder one or oh, forty-eight yarder, like in the last quarter or two, right? You know what the difference was? Mm. On the one that he missed, like I'm talking, like his foot placement for the his uh his place foot was a little bit too close to the ball, and that's what ended up making him shank it left. That was the difference. It wasn't how it came off the foot. It was straight up. He stepped too close to the football, and so he had to shank it. And when I see something like that, I'm not going to blame no Ruggles. It happens. Kickers, like it's almost crazy that it comes down to kickers like that. But I'm not the one sitting here putting out death threats to him or not. I'm not one of those crazy white people that loves Ohio State so much you're willing to put death threats out on kids. But that's that's not where I'm coming from. But it happens, man. I'm like, and that's what makes it. That's what sucks is because CJ did enough. Ryan Day as much flack as I gave him as the Ohio State fan base gave him for not being for not being the normal Ryan Day we all got we all came to know or love against Michigan he played tight against Michigan and didn't he didn't do what he usually does and he played any he, he uh, righted those wrongs in the Georgia game and we were the better team and sometimes the better team doesn't win the game and that's just kind of how football goes it's not a seven game series You have one shot at it, and if things don't bounce your way and things kind of go the other way, then uh, the team that is not as good can win. And it's our defense. I think our defense will be a lot better next year. Oh, yeah. Our linebackers come in. We'll have some better corners next year. I I do think we'll be better. We'll be back, and especially since they're going to make the – not next year, but the year after. They're going to make it a 12-team playoff. Oh, yeah. You know if they would have been a 12-team playoff, Ohio State would have never not been in the playoff. Like, that's how – they're just making. They're giving us an even better chance with the 12 team playoffs. So, I have no doubt we'll be back. But the fact that we were so close, if we would have beat Georgia, we would have we definitely would have went on to destroy TCU. Bro,
0: you telling me? I believe me. I know.
1: I understand. So, like honestly, the Ohio State Georgia game was for the national championship because Georgia's obviously winning that game by one point against us for Ohio State. They're gonna go in and destroy TCU because that's just how it is. And I think Ohio State would have done the exact same thing. We would have beaten TCU really bad. All that being the case, it just kind of shows how little things can become the difference between winning a national championship and kind of going home butthurt. But uh what's uh, what ma- what makes it really suck for me is that CJ Stroud, as much as I love him, I think he might be my favorite Ohio State quarterback ever. Um, because I have really I've caked up with him over the last two years, and I think he's taken a lot of flack from crazy Ohio State fans that he isn't good enough. He's he never beat Michigan, but I'm like he has the he has probably been the best, the best pure quarterback. Probably other than Justin Fields that I have seen in a Buckeye uniform. He has an amazing arm. He he'll be a great pro.
0: Oh no, Justin Fields is something different. I know.
1: <laughs> but like I don't th- I can I can say truthfully that CJ Stroud is a better thrower than
0: the football than Oh yeah, but I think Justin Fields better overall. I think Justin Fields will always be a better leader.
1: I, I that's the thing. I don't think I c I don't think anybody can question CJ
0: Stroud's leadership after that game. I know, but it's can you do it again? Field did it every game. Young did it every game. It's how it's how often you do it. If I don't see it every game, I don't know if you have it every game.
1: All I know is in the biggest game, he, he we needed his best. I know, but and he was that the it. biggest game?
0: Was it? Yeah. I think the Michigan game was probably bigger. Not than this. I think so. Because what's you beat that Michigan team and then you're playing TCU. True. It changed the outlook of your season.
1: I don't think I don't think CJ's shot was the reason we lost that game. It was our defense. A lot like in this game, our defense was the reason we lost this game because we gave up too many big plays. Like, that was the problem. But yet again, our defense played good enough to give us a shot to win. CJ played good enough to give us a shot to win. Ryan Day coached well enough to give us a shot to win the game, and our kicker missed it. And that's just kind of how it goes
0: sometimes. Yeah, no, I understand. So
1: next year, we'll be going at it with a brand-new quarterback. Um, We'll have all the same wide receivers, or wide receiver will be back. We do lose both of our tackles, which will be a problem. But if we can replace that, I do think we'll be back next year and we'll be a team to beat. All right. Um, Georgia TCU, Georgia's going to win the game. I think they're a 13-point favorite. Um, I do think if I had to bet, which I probably will bet in this game, I will bet the spread. And I would give TCU the chance to um, be within that 13-point threshold um, because that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. TCU plays a lot of heart. So I do think TCU will keep that game close, but Georgia won the game. And congrats to Stetson Bennett. He is a guy that was a walk on and has the crazy cool story. But Stetson Bennett's trash. But C.J. Stroud outplayed him on the field, man. I was like C.J. Stroud was the better quarterback, and that was the difference in that game. And that was crazy. Like like Stetson Bennett was not necessarily great in this game. No, he, wasn't he made some good throws. Good.
0: No, he was okay at best. I'm very, like, he's not a good quarterback. So, I truly believe he's but not.
1: But Georgia will win the National Championship again two years in a row. And everybody would talk about how Kirby Smart's the next dynasty and all that, but I doubt that too. Saban's going to have something to say about that. Ryan Day is going to have something to say about that. But on to other things. First off, if you had to pick a quarterback right now for the NFL draft, if you were the number one overall team, who would you take, Bryce Young or I'm CJ? taking Bryce Young. I would take CJ.
0: Um, I don't, I, 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 Bryce Young's only downside is how small he is.
1: I think CJ's a better arm.
0: No, I don't, I do not disagree with that. But again, it's, it comes down to who's going to really, really be there to win me that game. And let's be real. When you're looking for a quarterback, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. When you look at the guys who've been drafted over the past couple of years, you have the Joe Burrows, you have the Herberts, you have the Fields, you have the Murrays, you have all these quarterbacks who are, I'm going to win this game. I've only seen that from him twice. If to, if that I've seen it from him once really I've only seen it from him once
1: I've seen it from him more than that but but I, like, I, I, I know what you're saying because he's going saying.
0: to go to a bad team first overall picks the Texans real quick Justin Fields is the only reason they have wins He's the only reason that the, the who Justin Fields is the only reason his team has wins oh Bears and Joe Burrow is the only te- reason the only freaking reason the Bengals have wins right. And it's I'll add Chase to that I, But he's been gone half season In a decent defense In Higgins But like it's just the idea of He needs to change the franchise I don't know if he is Changed the franchise
1: I don't know if Bryce Young's that either
0: Yes But I've seen the I've seen the true determination And fight from him In many games Where he is playing out of his mind Every game I've seen Fielded at that once Truly play out of his mind You mean CJ? I don't care Uh but during the that uh, Georgia game, he played out of his mind. I've seen I've seen Bryce Young do that seven times just this year, where he's running for his life, making throws on to. the run. That's because he thing. had to, and CJ had to at many points where he should have he should have just ran against Michigan. I get it. That's the it's game. not, but it's not just against Michigan. A lot of times you're not playing the best competition. A lot of times you are just out. You just have better athletes. I think I think that was Ryan Day telling him not
1: to though. I, I really do think that's not. All the, only just CJ problem. I think that was Ryan day telling him not to either. And I feel like they finally decided to flip that switch. Hey, CJ, you're going to run this game. I do think that was a, not just I CJ know, decision. I think that was it,
0: Ryan day as well, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't always be a switch sometimes in the NFL. It can't be a switch. You have to be the guy. You have to be the guy. And I haven't seen it enough for him to be a, the first overall pick. I haven't seen it. I just don't think Bryce Young will survive. I think he is Kyler.
1: I think he's a better arm than Kyler, but he doesn't. Uh, he's, less, ha- he's less athletic. But he's less athletic. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to get away from bigger defenders. Like I don't think Bryce Young's even six foot tall. Like I, that, like that's how small I think he is. CJ is the prototypical size. He has some athleticism to get away if he needs to, and he has a wonderful arm. Like CJ has a I monster know, arm.
0: But it, I I can't. He throws anticipation. Express, but I, I do think I Bryce Young
1: has. Like I do think Bryce Young will be able to play when it comes to his skills. Yes, and that's I what I don't I'm, think he has the body I think
0: about. I think of which was on a worse team, and it was Bryce Young. And he was able to work with it. When the team and the defense wasn't working well with CJ, CJ wasn't working really well in the for the team either.
1: I, I, just call, I think we have to agree to disagree on that. And,
0: and I'm perfectly fine with that. It's just I don't see him. The number one overall pick, I don't see it. Like maybe he falls down to the Colts at like 10. I'll, honestly? The Colts would be a better landing spot. And that's what, I, that's what I personally think. I think he needs a better team to start off with.
1: I think Bryce Young's a better team.
0: I don't. I'm going to be real. Bryce Young is all of Alabama's team.
1: That's not totally. They had Jameer Gibbs, a really good running back. They have.
0: Yeah, but in the games where they—they they, it was a fight to win, yeah, it, was it was him. him. It was yeah, him in sure. the end. It was me and only me. Uh-huh. And. Let's be real. The Texans need a guy like that where it's me and only me. Because guess what? <laughs> That's all the Texans are. It's you and only you. Here's what I'll say. And uh, I'll give you this. who's the Texans running back? The rookie running back who was really, really um, good before he got hurt. Yes, 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 yes. He's yes. there. <laughs> but here's what I'll say. If you have
1: protection for both quarterbacks, CJ will be the. I think CJ will be have the better pro career. I think the, the better start will probably Bryce Young because he can do things on a whim, kind of. Um, what do they call it, magician-like, he'll be able to do things earlier, but I do think CJ will have the better overall career. I know, but as a
0: bad team, I think that's what you want. You want more magician-like, because with the Bengals, we wanted more magician-like. Joe Burrow was a Unanimous first overall pick, for sure. anyway. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just you want these guys who are like magicians. You want these guys who are lightning. They're lightning yeah. and thunder by themselves. I get that. They're gonna make this play, and no one knows how See, they did it.
1: Most of that you're gonna get out of CJ gonna be out of his arms. It's
0: not gonna be from his legs. I yes. get that. And but I'm with just how saying, tall he is, it should be out of his legs. Dude's like six five. He's six three. Doesn't matter. He should be moving. He, but he
1: does move. He does. He shows that. That's what I'm saying. I, I know think that but was more of a he owned the only time I've seen him show that is this Georgia game. I have not seen him run once. That's because Ryan Day told him to. That's that's what I'm saying. I think Ryan Day. I know, but if you guys, if you can't, Justin Fields never ran like that except for the big games. Like I, as much as we give, when
0: he had to, he had to
1: exactly. But I'm saying CJ did it when he had to. He
0: had to. In the he Georgia didn't, game. but he didn't do it in every game. That I think there's a problem with this is because not every game you've played is a fight. Half of them aren't. My bad. Yes. you have two games where you have to fight. That's true. And in one so of those I games, he didn't fight. Exactly. I get that. No, I and didn't. it's
1: and it, it doesn't look like he did, but I do think he I know, he played a great game But if Michigan.
0: you're giving me a 50-50, I can't make a decision off that. You are blowing out 99% of your competition. Mm-hmm. 99% of it. Let's be honest, Alabama didn't have a schedule either.
1: And that's, like, come on. As yes, much but when we are giving Bryce when Young the, credit, when the team they didn't play anybody.
0: When the team struggled, Young did it. And that, that team struggled a lot this year. And even in the losses, Young did everything he could to win. Mm-hmm. He had rushing yards. He had passing yards. He did everything. But I
1: still think Bryce Young was more, but more talented than ninety nine percent of the players he was with. Again, he didn't have anybody around him to do anything. I'm just saying it makes him shine. It makes him shine brighter. Like it makes him you shine brighter because the of number else. one
0: college receiver in the, NFL, in the yeah, but right? that's what I'm
1: saying. Because what Stroud does doesn't look as bright because he has a guy as bright with him. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you could take all the spotlight if you're Bryce Young because you don't have a five-star wide receiver to throw to like last year. You don't have – Jameer Gibbs is a really good running back. Let's be honest here. He's really good. He will be a first-round pick, if not a high second. Like, you don't have that type of guy. But I I do get what you're saying. I just think CJ is a better quarterback. And I think Bryce Young better at the on a whim, make-it-up, magician-like plays. But I do think Bryce Young – CJ will have a better overall NFL career. And that was a really good discussion by us, but we want to get into this other thing.
0: No. Uh there is one game in the regular season where it was even close.
1: What? For Ohio State? Yeah. Michigan, I get that, yeah.
0: You blew out every other team. Like you beat Maryland by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You beat Indiana by 40. I you get beat it. Northwestern by 14. Yep. You beat Penn State. Penn State was never leading. They had some garbage time points and that was it. Iowa by 40, Michigan State by thir- by uh tw- by 30, Rutgers by 40, Wisconsin by 30. The only two close you, games against Michigan and Georgia, I get that. Yes, so I don't Compared to Alabama, where every game was close.
1: Yeah, but that's because of how bad Bama was. Not necessarily because of how good every other team was.
0: And it showed how good Bryce Young was because he was winning those games. By himself winning those games. I never saw him struggle. And when when push came to shove, he fell in one of those games.
1: It's, so it's CJ's fault there's only two of those games and one of those games he didn't necessarily shine
0: that bright? No, it's not his fault. It's the fault you didn't play anybody. He never struggled. He never struggled. When it came for you to lead, you it, the time when it came for you to lead, you didn't. You could not win the game. Not Georgia, Michigan. You could not win that game.
1: But that wasn't on him. That was on the defense not doing it. But
0: he wasn't doing amazing either. Yes, he, he was. He had a good game, but Bryce Young legit put the team on his back.
1: Okay, game against Michigan, 31-48, 349, two touchdowns, two garbage time interception when he, we were down. But he had a great game.
0: Alabama, they destroyed Utah State, barely beat Texas where Bryce Young did everything he could to win that game. He did everything he could.
1: No, I, I
0: get what you're saying about Bryce
1: Young. What I'm saying
0: is CJ did not struggle in the Michigan game. He did not struggle. The when, defense struggled. I, but it doesn't matter when push comes to shove. You have to win that game as the quarterback. There's hundreds of teams with bad defenses that are still good because the offense is so overwhelming. We played against a Michigan
1: team that's still a top 10 team. Uh, th- so that's what I'm telling you. We played against a great team. We had two games. We we're playing against top that's ten. That's the competition. thing. You
0: didn't play against a great team. Michigan's subpar. Michigan's not that good.
1: Michigan's not that they're good. They're a top ten team. You're telling me they're not a top ten team?
0: Michigan is the is the lower part of the top ten. They're not that good. TCU is good, but they're not that good. Look, I, I think that I think that may be an overreaction. Now, no. I,
1: I I hate i I hate to be the one to give Michigan credit. But they they are a good team, and I think CJ had a great game against them. It just wasn't enough when our defense was playing crappy, and that's what. I'm, okay, I want to get out of this conversation. I want to talk about Mr. Jim Harbaugh. But I let's just agree to disagree. I like, okay. but you're not disagreeing that CJ would probably have a better career than Bryce. I can't.
0: I cannot say if he's going to have a better career. I don't know.
1: Based off the skills of a quarterback. I, I, you, but you do agree with me. He is Bryce Young is Kyler without the athleticism,
0: bro. A I arm. do not know.
1: You don't watch as so much college football
0: as me. I no, get. it's just quarterbacks can bloom at any time. Like Brock, Brock, Purdy was the last pick in the in the NFL draft, and he's doing fine. Like I don't know. He is not necessarily the quarterback you want to use in this situation, actually. but he's doing fine. So I don't know. Geno Smith legit does nothing for his entire career, then it's good, and then is good, good at all of a sudden. I don't know. I don't know. We have Super Bowl winners who won the Super Bowl at thirty-five. Okay. So it, it like and they're Hall of Famers now. Like I don't know, man. I can't tell you how. I never know how a guy's career could be. I just know how it might. It it. I don't know who's gonna have the better career. I just know how it could turn out. And if I had to pick, I do not know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I just think I I'm obviously call me biased, but of, at, of course, looking at quarterback like what his skill set is. I think CJ has a better overall skill set. We're circling. We're circling.
0: Agree. You're right. Agree to disagree. We are circling.
1: Okay, on to Jim Harbaugh. There is the the reason I mentioned this because was a tweet that was put out today by the um, team up north or Michigan Wolverines that on the podcast Twitter I had to react to. Let me get this tweet out right quick. Okay. I'm gonna read what they put out. There's a whole graphic for it and everything. So anybody that hasn't been paying attention, um, there has been a lot of rumors about Mr. Jim Harbaugh leaving the Mich- uh, Michigan Wolverines to go coach in the NFL. Um, there was some whispers about Carolina, um, him talking to the Carolina owner, and then also him kind of being linked to the Denver job. Um, two teams that don't have a coach right now. So that those are the murmurs that are going around in these circles for college football slash pro football. And this is the graphic that came out today. This is a statement from Mr. Harbaugh. I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days, college and NFL teams have great interest in all our personnel from players to coaches to staff. And I truly believe that, uh, that is a testament to the strength of our university of Michigan football program. Um, as I stated, (laughs) as I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds i expect that i will be enthusiastically coaching michigan in 2023 i have spoken with president santa ono uh, that's weird um and athletic director uh, ward manuel and appreciate their support of me and our program our mission as our mission as wolverines continues and we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and, and enthusiasm as our legendary coach Bo Beckler said, "Those who stay will be champions." Okay, Jace. If there, throughout that whole thing, was there a specific word that might have caught your interest throughout this whole little thing, Jace?
0: He capped. <laughs> <laughs> he <All right>! cappin.
1: <laughs> all right, you got it. The big word I caught was expect. So here's the thing. If you're going to put out a whole graphic like that, that whole graphic, I, I know I don't think a lot of those fans for the team up north, but I think they're smart enough to read that and look at that word expect and mean either one of two things. One, he's going to be looking for a massive bag from Michigan to stay. Or two, because the news already came out that he he wants to take an NFL job if he is given a good opportunity. So, Or either two, he's just waiting to get the right opportunity he's ready to leave at any time. The word expect does not mean he is shutting the door on any possibility of an NFL job. That word, if he really was trying to close the door on any NFL opportunity, he would say, I am not leaving by any means necessary from the Michigan Wolverines for 2023. But guess what he said? I expect to be coaching next year. Like that is not, that is not a 100% 100 guarantee by any means. Like I just, even when he has everything, I do think, if he was being totally honest, if he wasn't going to win the championship this year, I don't know how he is going to do anything. Do you know where his recruiting class was this year? 19th.
0: That's more than us. For (laughs) as great
1: as Michigan was, they had the 19th ranked recruiting class this year. And I get it. They do have a top, I think they have a top five uh, portal class. So they are getting guys that way. But as much success as they're having, they're not recruiting. And I don't. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you had the team win this year, they were overwhelmingly more talented than TCU, and if they didn't win this year, I don't know how they can say we're going to be able to be back next year. Like I just don't get it. And I'm. So if he decided this year was the year to leave to go to the NFL, because let's be honest, he's always wanted to go back. I don't think anybody could blame him. So for him to put out this graphic and say I expect, I just think that's very it's capping, like you said. And I just think it's kind of disingenuous because I'm just like, just don't say anything. And then if you decide not to leave, then then make a graphic, then say I'm not leaving or be totally honest and say, hey, I'm going to look at every opportunity. But that's not what he's saying. He's just saying, I don't expect like he's he's straddling the fence and putting out a graphic as if he's saying something profound. But everybody knows he's just looking for the right opportunity and for somebody to say yes to him, because if somebody says yes, he's going to go. And that's all I have to say about that. And I when I saw that tweet I'll put out I'll say what I said. Does the program believe that a fan base can't read and not be able to notice the word expect in the statement? I I don't think too highly of them, but uh, but I think they'll get the message that Harbaugh isn't closing the door on any on leaving at all. So that's what I kind of quote tweeted quote tweeted it and then added my own statement on that. Like that's like he's not closing the door. And I just think Harbaugh as great as he is as great as a football coach as he is because I I, knew, I I know I'll call him an idiot but there is one thing that has stayed the same he kind of lacks some self-awareness when it comes to situations like this and I think that rings very true in this in this statement that he put out today So, kind of had to talk about that because that's one of the reasons why I hate Harbaugh so much and then let's see college football I don't think there's anything else I really wanted to talk about oh uh, Penn State did beat did beat utah and that's pretty much it i don't think i have there's anything else there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming out transfer portal and all that there's gonna be a second signing day coming up here in the next month or so so um other than the championship game which we talked about we both think georgia's gonna win there's pretty much gonna be a nice little off season and we'll both be waiting to kind of get our opportunities again in august to have our teams be be zero and zero and think we our teams can win the national championship or something
0: Not, not an sorry.
1: I can't speak for you, um, but I can speak for myself. I, as much as I'm down in the dumps now, we'll have a new quarterback next year, and we'll have new players. And he'll be white. He will be white.
0: Um, all right. Uh, I'll
1: have crazy expectations next year because I'm a crazy Ohio State. Ready for the next topic? Um, yeah. I'm pretty. I think we're on to NFL stuff, right?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm gonna talk about, about the Bills Cincinnati game.
1: That's like the last game. We don't want to talk about the other games first. You no, talk about this that. one's more important.
0: All right, go ahead. So, you, this you, game you was postponed because of DeMar Hamlin. He was uh, doing a routine tackle on T. Higgins and he got hit. He stood up and then fell back down. So, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest. And so, what happened is when he went to tackle T, he was caught in between beats and just went into cardiac arrest. This is a freak football accident. It's one, it's one in a million that it has. Yes. It is like it. Like you could, like you, 30 cases a year. Like you could not do this again. Um, And as of recently, Teagan's fallen in a lot of scrutiny. And as I was sitting here, I was scrolling through Twitter. And this news feed pop, popped up. DeMar Hamlin's family calls for criticism of Teagan to stop. Uh, I don't know why he's being criticized. He I. wasn't. He was the ball carrier. Not the defensive player. I really hope De- DeMar Hamlin's okay. Uh, this game is probably not going to be played for a while, and it's unfortunate. But probably you know, won't be played at all. Yes, honestly. and I don't disagree with the decision. I do want to see it played, but if you're not in the state to play, I understand. You're. You, they no one ever wants to see a player go down like that. An injury is different, but that was a man's life.
1: This hurt happened early in the first quarter. There was a whole controversy on whether they were trying to go to try to play or not. Yeah, it ultimately turned out they didn't play. They're probably not going to play this game. Um, it's probably going to be declared a no contest. And honestly, that's I think timeline wise, there's really is no other opportunity for them to play this game. But I, I hope he can be okay. They did say last night that he was able to. He woke up. Yes, and he was able to write. So he was able to had some motor functions, but he's not able to talk as of yet. So he is making. Um, some strides, and he's getting a little better, little by little. Um, so it's good that he's awake. Obviously, because the other opportunity is that the other chance was that he's dead on the field. So, I like I was trying to say earlier is that this may have been this could have happened anywhere. It could have happened in the football game. Yes, it could have happened at home with him by himself. Like it almost was better that it happened in a game where there's a bunch of medical staff ready to go, where he can instantly get get CPR and be have medical professionals right there ready for him because if it would have happened at home when he was at home showering or something like that it could have been a lot worse of an outcome so if there isn't anything positive to look at maybe it was positive that it happened when it did it was because yeah my, obviously nobody would like for it to happen amongst you know 70,000 in the stadium and then millions watching on TV but at the end of the day he had the medical. he ended up getting the medical professionals he needed for him to get out of this thing and maybe have a chance at having a life after football after this so with him being where he was when it happened is probably the best thing for him
0: uh it is it has been a rough one for uh the bills and hamlin it has just been it's been a lot and i don't understand why one how this was such a mixed bag of of what was happening on, like, Skip Bayless. Not Skip. uh oh, we'll Skip? Was it Skip? Yeah, it we'll was Skip. Uh, terrible what he said First on First thing he said
1: was about the game and how, yes. like, he was having the thought that everybody else will end up having, which I, that's, I I don't think it's necessarily what he said. It's when he said it.
0: No, it's, ha- it's how he said it. And he didn't feel bad for it because if this dude would have died, then what? Right. Uh, But I'm just... I'm at a loss because T Higgins is coming under fire, and I don't understand why. Like I said, the I reason said, that like Hamlin's friend had to make a statement to tell people to stop, like word for word, uh, it was an interview. Uh, his friend Jordan Rooney, he was on the sideline uh, with Hamlin's family. They were frustrated. They were uh, they were mad. They were frustrated. If you think you're supporting Demar by bashing T, you're not supporting Demar. They don't agree with what. With anything that's being said, it was a freak football accident that could have happened with anyone at any time. Uh, T. Higgins has reached out to check he's okay. He's said it multiple times. It's just I don't understand how, like, this could have happened at any point in the game. Me and you kind of stand on
1: different things on this because I totally believe that there was nothing that T. Higgins did wrong. and I, think I, don't, there's th- no I don't reason think so for him either. There was no reason for him to feel bad. There's no reason for people to go after T. Higgins because – he was the guy that was getting tackled. The guy banked into T Higgins. It wasn't like T Higgins ran him over. It wasn't like T Higgins no. tackled him. It was a routine it was tackle. The, and it I was understand making the tackle, which that's what made, initiated it. And I understand so no why. reason for T Higgins feel bad at all.
0: I, but I understand why you would.
1: Oh, obviously you were a part of it, but I'm just like there was nothing. There is no fact to back up anybody bashing him or for him to feel no, bad about the situation. Because because that's not how it went. That's like he was the guy getting tackled by Demar. So like well all that being the case I just don't know why that is even something that you, a, a conclusion you can come upon but yet again there's a lot of this is a tragic accident and a lot of times people like to look for a bad guy um people like to look at the NFL and say they were bad guys when I'm like the NFL doesn't know how to deal with the situation like that this doesn't happen like they, apparently the last time it happened was in the 70s when a guy died in the football field after after having a having a heart attack but I'm like most of those guys weren't these aren't the same people and I'm like at At the end of the day, nobody would like, as much as people like to all these football players say, I die for this, or I'm going to put my body on the line, a lot of people aren't just dying on the football field. And I feel like people are looking for a bad guy and saying, this is somebody's fault, but there's a lot of times where this, this is just not anybody specific's fault, it just happens. And stuff like this just happens sometimes, and... As much as people like to look for this, somebody to th- to burn at the stake for these this stuff happening, sometimes stuff happens on a whim, without reason, and it just it goes against things where people are so ready to blame others, um, where it's kind of like you just wish people could just take a step back and see the forest through the trees and just know it just freak stuff like this happens, and you just be happy that the NFL has a process where they have a bunch of medical professionals ready to have this happen. Like something like this happens, there's medical professionals waiting to for waiting to help. So, like, because like I said, it could happen anywhere. It could have happened at home. It could happen anywhere, and he just so happened to have it where there's a bunch of medical professionals ready to go. And that's it. And again, like coming off of that, like really nothing else for us to say. Hopefully, no. it gets better. Um, we don't know how this is gonna work. This is gonna be. This game had a big expectation as to how the one seed is going to turn out in the playoffs obviously honestly the big importance for that is to have a first round bye and if you play any game in the playoffs you'll be on your home field Um, without this game this game isn't played at all Kansas City now has the first seed overall and honestly they get to have that just by not playing at all so if this game kind of ends up being a no contest Kansas City will end up probably having the first seed Buffalo being the second seed and then Cincinnati the third seed
0: no, it would be Buffalo in the first seed, Bengals in the second. Kansas
1: si- City. Right, I read about it this morning. How? Because Kansas City played Buffalo. I think Kansas City won.
0: No, they lost.
1: No, sorry, by Kansas City having a 17th game. They'd automatically have a better win winning percentage than Buffalo. So they'd have the first overall seed. And honestly, since they'd be playing one more game than both Buffalo and Cincinnati, it'd be done off a of win percentage. And since Kansas City would play one more game and have one more win... Um, they'd have a higher percentage if uh, everything else is tied. So, Kansas City would have the first seed, Buffalo would have the second seed, Cincinnati would be the third. And that's not even locked in because if Cincinnati loses to the Ravens, the Ravens would then have the third seed because the Ravens would have won the division. But I don't see that happening. Cincinnati would destroy would destroy the Ravens, like no questions asked.
0: Okay, next game.
1: All right, rest of the games from the week. Um uh, we kind of started off with the last game first, but um Arizona at Atlanta. Atlanta got the win. A- Arizona was I think they're four and eleven now. Like yeah. they're or four and twelve. Very bad team. No Kyler Murray. I think he just recently got surgery on an ACL and an MCL or something like that. Hopefully he'll be ready next year by the start of start of camp, but there's no necessary guarantee of that. Atlanta got a win with um, with the boy. I'm forgetting his name now.
0: Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter
1: got a win with him at quarterback. So good for them. But Atlanta's going to have a top five pick this year um, because of how many how bad they are. Pretty much overall. Chicago in Detroit. um, Justin Fields. I had a bet for Justin Fields in this game. I'm not sure if I told you about this bet. I had a bet for him to have um, a touchdown rushing. And I, as it was a decent bet, had a, um, a kind of double my money type of return, but he ended up getting hurt in this game. Got a concussion early on. Ended up getting taken out of the game altogether. Um, luckily I was able to cash out, only lose a little bit of money. Detroit was a, pretty much destroyed. Um, Chicago, honestly, the game wasn't even close. Chicago's defense is kind of garbage. Yeah. And Chicago has already said Justin Fields is going to be out for next week's game. I just think they're trying to angle for the top pick overall because I think if they lose this game. They'll at least have the second pick overall in the draft, and without him, if somehow Justin Fields gets a long-term injury in this game, he wouldn't be ready until October. So, I just feel like they said, hey, let's just keep you out of this game, um, have you ready to go for the offseason, and then have you ready to go at the start of the next season. So, um, Detroit got a good win for this game. I think Detroit still has a shot at the playoffs if they can beat the Packers this week. And I think the Seahawks have to lose, too, but... They um the Lions. That's not still impossible. Have a shot.
0: That's not impossible. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I think the way the Packers won last week was uh a lot of credit to them because the Packers have been looking better as of late. Uh but Detroit still has a shot. They had to beat the Packers in Lambeau, which is gonna be a very hard task. Um Kansas City beat Denver. Denver was able to keep it close in this game. But Kansas City managed to get their stuff together and like ended up coming out with the win, so good for them. Um, Miami played New England. Um, New England won this game. Miami is st- still gonna be without Tua. And I think uh, Miami had why am I forgetting his name now?
0: It's be Brissett.
1: Was it Brissett? Yeah, it was Brissett. Yeah. Um Brissett did play in this game, but he man- managed to broke break a- his thumb on a throwing hand. And still, as of right now, he cannot um, grip a football. So, that is most likely he is not going to be able to play in this upcoming game either next week. So, great news for the Steelers, but I'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but, yep, uh, Miami's looking like... You know, at one point, Miami was 8-3, and three, and now they have a chance to miss the playoffs altogether if they lose this upcoming week. So, kind of crazy how that goes. And Tua is in his third concussion this season. I think... There is going to be some hard conversations about whether Tua can keep playing this game long-term. Three concussions in one year is kind of insane. Um, maybe just c- kind of more pre- predisposed to getting these things as of right now. No, but that's
0: that's a lot.
1: A lot of concussions in one season. Usually it's like one, two tops, but the fact that he has three that no- knocks him out of the game and he's, gonna, he's not going to play this week. Um, big problem going into next year, kind of something to keep your eyes out for. But Bridgewater – Broken thumb, won't be able to play. They'll have Skylar Thompson going in the next game.
0: We said Brissett.
1: Yep. We had that wrong. We've been switching those two, but it's Teddy Bridgewater.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of sitting here thinking. I was like, I don't think Brissett's on that team. Brissett is on, on Cleveland. He's on Cleveland. My bad. That My, is right, Yeah, sir. it was Bridgewater. We meant Bridgewater. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That is our bad, guys. Definitely our bad. But Bridgewater broke his thumb. He's not going to be able to play this game. It'll be Skylar Thompson. So... All that being the case, kind of helps Steelers out. I'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, next game, um, Indianapolis and the New York Giants. Giants destroyed the Colts in this game. Honestly, the game wasn't even close whatsoever. Um, I think they won the game 38-10. to 10. Yeah, Giants take care of business. They're going to have the wild card. Um, they got into uh, the playoffs first time in six years. Good for them. I Very think, good for them. I think having... Daniel Jones has pretty much forced them that they're going to have to pay him.
0: Yeah, it's the fact of how much because they can't pay him too much because then they can't get any other talent around him, uh-huh. and y'all need talent because Saquon's leaving,
1: and they need wide receiver. Yeah,
0: talent. y'all need wide receivers. bad, like really bad. I think they might be might be able to keep Saquon, but even still, you are gonna need wide receivers. Yeah, y'all they they need to they need to have a good draft. They yeah. need to have a really good draft. They had a pretty good uh, I who was it? It was Kayvon Thibodeau.
1: Yeah, with that controversy. We didn't talk. We. You want to talk about it?
0: Yeah. So Kevin Bro gets a sack on Mister Nick Foles. Yeah, and he celebrates the sack
1: by doing the snow angel. You know, it's funny you can't do a snow angel when there's no snow.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But uh, so I don't I don't know exactly what happened. Nick Foles.
1: He was doing a snow angel celebration while Nick Foles was sitting there laying there on the ground. I think apparently the injury that came out was like Nick Foles like he was like kind of laying there, kind of like like you could tell it was obviously bad for him. He couldn't get up. Like, I think he broke a couple ribs. Something really bad happened. So, all that being the case, Thibodeau is, like, sitting there doing that while Nick Foles is kind of lying there on the ground hurt and all that. Literally, they can, like, touch each other. That's how close they yeah. were. And then after he got up, he, he went the over there. the sideline. Does he... the Steph Curry night-night stuff. And then he posts about it later on. And, like, he triples down on it when he knows, like, this guy got pretty hurt by that happening. Yeah. So a lot of people came out. The coach for the Colts came out. A lot of people, like when it comes to the industry, came out and said, that guy has no class. He shouldn't have been doing that. No, it was got terrible. Hurt. You can't do it. I Like, I get at first when you're doing the celebration, you're not paying attention. But he obviously knew Nick Foles was hurt by the time he got to the sideline. We did the night night. That's,
0: that's what got me is he probably didn't notice when he was doing the celebration. Oh, I just got a sack. That was third down. He's happy. He's yeah, I was third I down. It's it. now fourth. Cool. I just got a sack. Yeah, so you, he probably didn't notice. Right, But it's once he got to the sideline is what killed it. He knew it. the guy was hurt by the time
1: he got up. Went to the sideline, did night-night. Yeah, Posted about it later. I'm just sitting like, come on, dude. And Kayvon Thibodeau didn't really give himself a great name coming out of college last year. No. A lot of people were like worried about his attitude and all that, but I'm like, this doesn't help. And it makes you kind of makes you like an Indomitian suit type guy that doesn't care. And then now you're not going to be given the benefit of the doubt at all. Because something like this... Cause Nick Foles is a very liked guy throughout the league. So all that being the case, you're not really helping out your case whatsoever in this scenario. But, and then when talked about it later, he was like, really didn't take any responsibility. He didn't really apologize at all. So like, he definitely has some explaining to do. I hope that he can really get some retrospection about it and really think about his whole role in that whole thing. And maybe be able to talk about it later and have some more um, contrition, maybe show some more contrition after this. Um, Saints-Eagles, Saints kind of beat up on the Eagles. This was another game with Gardner Minshew starting. Um, not really good for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, I think this proves Jalen Hurts' uh, MVP case despite how these last two games have gone. Yeah. Without Jalen Hurts, the Eagles have been not close to as good. Um, Saints played really well defensively, got Gardner Minshew to throw a pick in the la- um, last seconds to win the game. I just think the Saints did a lot to win this. Like, they're not going to be in the playoffs or anything, but they're, that defense for the Saints has always been good. And yeah. it's good for me to get a win. Um win. The Red Rifle, not very good. but
0: <laughs> Oh, no, they're searching for a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know who, but they're searching for one.
1: They're going to be searching for a quarterback.
0: Um, uh, but they need it. They need it bad. Because I do. think a quarterback really does fit that uh, offense. And Michael Thomas maybe playing would be nice.
1: That would be nice, too. He's yeah. not. Olave playing would also help their Yeah, help but their Ola- Olave's...
0: A tiny injury. His is different,
1: right? For sure, he'll be back. Thomas is no
0: never playing.
1: He has been back for a bit. This whole year has pretty much been a wash. But hopefully, he'll be back next year, ready to go.
0: Yeah, this Eagles will have for the year before that. Damn, when's the last time he played a football game?
1: This is all because he overdid himself pl- trying to play for Drew
0: Brees. They made him four over- years
1: ago. Two.
0: I don't remember when Drew got tired. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) But still.
1: Two years ago, he overextended his own injury and then kind of he. Sometimes when you mess up an injury, you make it worse by trying to play on it rather than trying to get healthy. And he overplayed on it and it made it worse for the long term. But in other news, Jalen will be back next game for the Eagles, where the Eagles will be playing this last game against the Giants. Eagles win the game against the Giants next week. They'll have the number one overall seed in the bye. So I do think the Eagles will be playing out all their players and just try to get the win against the Giants. I There's a tent, chance the Giants may rest all their players because the Giants have nothing to gain from this game next week. No. They're locked into their spot in the playoffs. So I think they might rest their players while the Eagles will start all theirs and then try to get the win for uh, the playoff starts. Um, Panthers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers win their division at 8-8. <laughs> eight and eight. They wow. won their division. With one game left, they won. And honestly, this game was kind of close. They only won. They won the game thirty to twenty four. Real quick, that's
0: more impressive than doing that and what the Eagles are doing. That's more impressive to me. (laughs) What's more impressive? At eight and eight, y'all made the playoffs and won your division.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's a testament to how bad their division is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Carolina's been good as of late, but they were terrible early in the season.
0: Yeah, but good for Carolina's relative. Right. Carolina's good as everybody else is bad. Like <laughs> like let's be real.
1: Carolina's been a tough has been a tough out. Like they're trying. Not like, every game. Atlanta has been not terrible. Every game. Atlanta's pretty much been terrible all I know, year. But
0: Atlanta's been consistent all year.
1: Consistently bad.
0: I know, but the Panthers don't know if they want to win a game or not. That is true. The Panthers don't know if they They'll have games where they
1: destroy them and they'll yeah. run the football down uh-huh. their throats and they'll have games where they look
0: absolutely awful. And they're somehow still holding DJ Moore hostage. Yeah. They don't throw him the ball, but they want to pay him like he's a top, like he's a number one receiver, which let's be real. He is. He's really good. He is. He's just. When they throw him the football, it's just no one there can throw more than 20 yards.
1: Yeah. Um, But the Buccaneers, it took Tom Brady to have a 34, 45, 432 yards and three touchdowns. He had like a really vintage performance from Tom Brady. I don't think. Everybody's taking this as Tom Brady is getting into his bag. He's gonna be really dangerous coming into the
0: playoffs. He played the Panthers. You guys, shut up!
1: It's the Panthers. Shut up. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Everybody's like, everybody's looking for Tom Brady to be like, he's gonna be that guy. Everybody should be scared could of him.
0: Just, could y'all meet ride somebody else, please? I'm like,
1: come on. I don't care. They're gonna play the Cowboys first game of the playoffs, and the Cowboys are gonna run it down their throats. And you know what's funny is that I say that, and the Cowboys can easily.
0: The Cowboys can mess that up. No, I'm not gonna cap with you. They could mess that up.
1: They could fumble the bag. But guess who they'd be playing afterwards? Hmm. They'd be playing the Eagles. So Eagles will destroy. They would eviscerate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I get it. Cool. So it doesn't matter either way. The Cowboys and Dak are bad enough to fumble the bag. Okay, maybe they can get a win against the Cowboys. I still would pick the Cowboys in that situation. But Oh, oh
0: yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys
1: but I can see the Cowboys one in the bag. The Eagles would destroy the Buccaneers. No questions asked. Nobody is scared of Tom Brady no more. He doesn't have, he doesn't have that aura that, oh, we're scared of Tom Brady. That's not the case. He's 45. He's 45. He's a 45-year-old man that throws ducks half the time. He has one great game and everybody's all over him, all in his shlong. He's great. He's the GOAT, but he's 45 years old playing with 20-something-year-olds. I'm tired of it. He's off the cliff. He's cliff diving. He's stolen. He's the parachute. He's flying. He's trying to find his family, but they're not really going to find him.
0: Next game. Next game. Sorry. Next I got game. really mad about that. I don't care. Next game.
1: <laughs> Browns commanders. Browns won 24 to 10. You know, what's funny. They started once in this game thinking they were to give him a spark. They still had a chance. The Washington still had a chance at a playoff spot. And they threw a wince in there. And he throws a pick. First
0: possession. Why did I say he was going to do that on podcast? I was like, he's gonna throw a pick first possession. They better take him out.
1: <laughs> Wentz is so awful. I don't know how they. I I said this last week. Wentz and Spark should never be in the same set in the same breath, because Wentz is awful, 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 awful.
0: Unless it's Wentz Spark to fire. <laughs> Burn down the place, bro. He is a walking dumpster fire. I don't know what y'all. He. Uh, Taylor Heineke was fine.
1: I get it He was making mistakes He'll make some mistakes sometimes But the team plays better around him But he him. don't
0: throw picks First possession Yeah And Scary Terry Is open about how He don't like Wentz He's open about it And Scary Terry Don't dislike nobody <laughs> Exactly <laughs> But he dislike Wentz Hates him Like he does not like him How you have The one dude on your team Who really does stick to himself He he is the most He's the famous He's the most famous Unfamous dude I know and Exactly he, don't he, don't say nothing until y'all want to talk about Wentz. And he, in in an interview, I do not like him. It fits it like, he, like, Heineke is his guy. It, they, they, they click. You're trying to make your number one happy? Not with, You're not making anybody happy with Wentz. They don't like him. Nobody likes Wentz. Nobody.
1: No. There is nobody in the history of this NFL that likes Carson Wentz. The
0: nah, Eagles probably did at one point.
1: Yeah, but Nick Foles got them the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, but let's be real. Let's be 100%. Wentz probably would have done that year too. I don't I'm starting not to believe so. <laughs> I no, but with the season he was having, he was he was an MVP caliber quarterback at the time. He was at the time. So let's be real. And if Foles did it, Nick Wentz at the time probably did it. at the time. The very next year, somehow garbage. But that Wentz was year, terrible the year after. Yeah, that year I think he probably would have done it. All right, next game.
1: Oh, but I had to mention Deshaun Watson, another bad game. Nine of eighteen, 169 yards, three touchdowns. He was taking advantage of a bad commander secondary. Deshaun Watson still hasn't been good. (laughs) So it's not really a testament to the Browns winning this game by the the way they did. I think it was all Carson Wentz being as terrible as he was. Nick Chubb played very well. 14 carries, 104 yards. Him, he's good. Amari Cooper had a decent game that makes you think Amari Cooper could be good, but then he'll fumble the bag next game and do nothing. And drop seven passes. Right. Amari Cooper is the most up-and-down receiver ever. But Browns get the win. Pittsburgh plays them next week. If Pittsburgh wins that game, gets a couple things, Pittsburgh can make the playoffs. Um Jaguars, Texans, Jaguars win this game thirty one to three. And honestly, this is with Honestly, the um Trevor Lawrence did nothing in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence, he threw for hundred fifty two yards and in interception. The Jaguars literally ran the football down their throat, and that's pretty much all they did. And Jaguars got the game, but yet again, this that's how bad Houston is. They're just trying to get the number one overall pick and have their choice of quarterback.
0: They have the number one overall pick. They do have it. Like, you could not fumble. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Like, if you somehow fumble the number one overall pick, you just, you didn't want, you didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. True.
1: And I think the Texans, they'd want their quarterback now of the future. I just hope it's not CJ because the Texans are a terrible football team. Go ahead and take Bryce Young. Have fun. Next game. Niners, Raiders. Niners win the game. Raiders played decently well in this game. Um, the Niners probably their defense probably has had that was like their worst play. Yeah, up they to they, date. they
0: didn't play great this season, not this season. This game, that game, they did yeah. not have a great game. Which was just odd. Jared
1: Stidham was the starter for the Raiders since they they pretty much told um,
0: they, they ousted Derek Carr.
1: They told Derek Carr to go home. They don't even come to the facility. Like that was like Derek Carr is going to be a pretty like somebody's going to go off to like imagine if the Jets get Derek Carr. Imagine how good they'd be. That's
0: a pretty good team. But
1: yet again, we were saying this about Carson Wentz at 1.2. Now it makes me re-question myself. I, was, I never said
0: that about him. <laughs> Especially you know, after the very next year. And, and uh, I said he could be good. I never said he was going to be good. I said he could be good. I said if there's anybody to watch, it'd be him. Because he's the only, only quarterback getting moved teams that had MVP caliber talent.
1: True. No, yeah. But yeah, Derek Carr is ousted, but Jared Stidham plays well in his place. Plays the game really tough. This game went to overtime um, for the 49ers pretty much to score quick in this game. Jets be scary. Chris McGaffrey had a great game, 19 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Um, The Niners just doing what they need to do. I think they're going to probably have the second overall seed in the NFC playoffs. They're just a good team. And I think even with Brock Purdy not having the best of games, I think the Niners just find ways to win, and they're probably going to end up being the NFC championship game. Yeah, they're a well-oiled
0: machine. They are. And they, um, they always have been.
1: Adams had a great game, Devontae Adams. Seven receptions, 153 yards, two touchdowns. Now he wants to do well. Now that my fantasy team is out, now he wants to play great football.
0: Hey, now the news, Mom's fantasy team is also probably out because she got <sighs> blown out. That's true. No Allen. I, I do
1: have to tell Fonzo though. Hmm. Um, Justin Fields won't be playing this next week, so he'll have to replace him in his fantasy team because it's a two-week league So for the I championship. Drop,
0: if I start dropping players, can you pick them up?
1: <laughs> I guess we could do that if we really wanted to lose. Mm-hmm. But Niners got to win in this game. Good for them. I think Devontae Adams said he wants to stick around for next year because it's funny because Devontae Adams, half the reason he even went to the Raiders was because Derek Carr was there, his college teammate, and very good friend. But without Derek Carr there, who knows? But Devontae Adams said he wants to stay around. Have his choice, have his uh, input on, on the next quarterback of the team. Um, that's pretty much it. Raiders are bad. Niners are gonna be good in the playoffs. Their defense had a really bad outing, but you'd rather have it now when it doesn't matter rather than in the playoffs. But uh, good game, really good game. Yeah. Seahawks, Jets. Seahawks destroy the Jets. Game one, even close. Um, Jets have a really bad game. Mike White, two hundred forty yards, two interceptions. But we've always said the Seahawks are a good team that could just be up and down.
0: Yeah, they can flip. They can flip that switch.
1: The Jets, their defense is good, but if they just had a really bad outing, um, Kenny Walker had a good game. They weren't run the football very well. The Seahawks were, so it definitely doesn't help the Jets. But now, guess what? I have to rely on the Jets this week to make the playoffs. So, not really great for me as a Steelers fan. But um, let's go Jets. Go, let's go, Mike White. Vikings, Packers, Packers destroyed the Vikings in this game, forty-one to seventeen.
0: Jair Alexander was out there being Justin Jefferson's dad. Dude's trash all year. Talk smack to Justin Jefferson and then back up. He said
1: before this game that the first game of the season was a fluke and that he will not be able to do that against
0: us again, and he backed it up. Bro, I know, but it's the fact of you haven't been able to cover anybody. You ain't even been top 25 this year, Jair Alexander. You and Ramsey, neither of you have been in top 25. You talk trash one game, because let's be real, that game slightly different. Justin Jefferson's getting two hundred yards. Yeah, sure, but he talks trash and it works. Kirk you've cousin. been garbage all year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he showed up when it mattered. Obviously, why, why does that work for Eli Apple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> let's be honest. Jair Alexander was at least looked at as a really good corner at one point. Eli Apple was never really looked at no, that but way. But
0: like he's he still is. It's just. It's been a down year for a lot of corners.
1: Yeah. And then an up year for others, mostly rookies.
0: Kirk Cousins was terrible.
1: Um, Aaron Rodgers did just enough. Like, the Packers really just dominating this game. Kirk Cousins played t- – so, does this change your uh, your kind of opinion on Jefferson? No. Got called out. He's had, like, against the best corners he's played against this season, he's had down, had down,
0: down games. I know, but is this a down – because how many targets did he have?
1: Oh look. Check, check
0: that. Cuz there's a lot of time where quarterbacks kind of get scared of throwing over there. And then, I got you. and then the a receiver second. gets the flack for it.
1: Full box score. But it, like Um so Jefferson had 5 targets.
0: And how many receptions?
1: 1. For 15 yards. Mm,
0: I know, but through four quarters as a number 1 receiver.
1: The number one receiver for the Vikings for this game was Justin Naylor with three targets, had three receptions, eighty nine yards.
0: So yeah, so in a touchdown, kind of feels like they just weren't throwing Jefferson's way.
1: Yeah, but Jefferson wasn't getting open either. Like he was, he was like he was blanketed. Jair Alexander had his best game. He absolutely blanketed Jefferson. I, I'm I'm gonna give him his credit there. He talked his smack and then backed it up. No, I will give him that. You're right. And let's be honest, Kirk Cousins. I I've have always said Kirk Cousins is not that guy. No. So when honestly things truly matter, Kirk Cousins likes to drop the bag and that's just that's has been his whole career. He's a stat stuffer. You'll make you think he's really good and then he'll just start sucking when the when it the light is is shining bright. That it is what it is. All right, next game Packers have a chance to uh, get into the playoffs if they win this next game. I don't care. So I have to they're mention their cheeks
0: it. next game.
1: <laughs> okay. Um Let's see. Dang, it's the first. It's like Rams Chargers. Chargers destroyed the Rams. Game wasn't even close. Let's honestly don't really give it that much time. Yeah,
0: that's, they did what they were supposed to do, and that's about it. All right, cool. That's cool. the the
1: NFL games. Um, basketball.
0: Yes, I have one thing to say. Go ahead. Fifty point games are not impressive.
1: How about seventy?
0: <laughs> uh, look, bro. There's been forty something fifty point games this year. Uh huh. It's. So unimpressive. No one's playing defense. Like I have not seen a defensive highlight this year. <laughs> so what you're doing ain't impressive right now. It's hard to say it's impressive. Yeah, it's cool, but I wa- Kobe scored 81 in the in 2004, where teams were only scoring 98. Uh, that's impressive. Um, it's just it hasn't been impressive. Everyone's like, oh, it's it. You lose it the star-studdedness of this, you lose it, and it just hasn't, no one's been playing defense.
1: I will say. Except Donovan Mitchell. Real Donovan quick. Donovan Mitchell
0: scored 71 no, the other night. No, real night. quick. Uh, the other night, he guarded in one possession, he guarded all five players on the Jazz. He guarded all five of them.
1: Oh, you're talking about a different highlight. I was talking about something different. No,
0: the only he's been the strongest defensive player this year. So, real quick, during their possession, guards do up the court, he passes it switches with the other guy and guards him. Pass it again. He goes over there and switches again. Passes it. Switches again. Dude goes to shoot. He tips the ball. Guarded five people. He guarded the, from the center to the point guard. Guarded all of them. And then tips the ball when he go to shoot. That was, Donovan, real quick, Donovan Mitchell, the Cavaliers, has been the best trade this year. True. I'll, uh, yeah.
1: He has been murdering. People. He had a seven point, seventy one point game against us the other night. He had he had twenty five free throw attempts, with twenty made. He was seven of fifteen for three point range. He was twenty two of thirty four um, on field goals overall. He had absolutely amazing game against us in overtime. They won one forty five to one thirty four. Um, the you know what's funny? The Celtics got blown out. By the Oklahoma City Thunder. The with Thunder scored Shea. 100 without, without Shea, Al- Shea Gilders Alexander. You're just
0: telling me Josh Giddy was cooking, y'all. K- cooking. Cooking. Y'all them. supposed to be the best duo in the NBA, and y'all got cooked. Cooked
1: without him. I was just like, they scored 150 on you?
0: Like, Shea is 150? the catalyst for that team, and y'all got cooked.
1: 150? Quick mention of the Nets. 12-game winning streak. Got <laughs> to bring up the Bulls again. The Bulls ended that winning streak last night. Good for the Bulls.
0: Start with the Bulls.
1: <laughs> well the thing is The Bulls don't, haven't been Playing that well But then against good teams They'll have good outings But apparently there is Some news that um, Our boy Why am I forgetting his name uh, Zach Levine Yeah he's been like I think he wants out I think he's done I don't think I care They're saying he might Want to go to L.A. I'm like if we if we send to L. A. We better get all the picks. We better be, get every pick possible.
0: Yeah, don't you don't you send AD back to us. I don't want that.
1: I don't want that. I want picks. I just want picks. I don't want AD. I, I don't know. want whatever trash the L. A. Lakers I know. have.
0: I know, but we can't draft.
1: Yeah, but if it's a top five pick, we'll get lucky at some point. But we just haven't gotten top five picks. That's where we've gone wrong. We've been bad. We just we haven't got the a top five pick. We've always been outside of it. And the top five picks is where pretty much the gold pretty much happens to be. Because anything after the top five, it takes you a little bit of effort. You have to pick a good kind of fitting player. Even though Patrick Williams has played really well for us. I'm like, he's gotten really good. 3 and D guy. Really, He's really done well for us. But like honestly, we need to get a top five pick. And if we trade him away, which is pretty much saying our season is over, we need, we need to get all the picks possible. And we need to just pretty much get a superstar 'Cause we really don't have one on our team as of right now. So that's another news. Uh, top
0: five picks aren't always like are you looking at top five picks now in the draft? I know, but like so you think of late picks, Mono Ginobili, Jokic, Gasol.
1: No, that's what I'm taking that's what it takes effort. I might like, I guess I get that. But I'm talking about the top five picks in draft history is you're getting a lot better picks. You're like you're gonna have a lot better higher chance of getting a a very good player. Mm-hmm. Last year, Paolo Bencaro, really good player, right? Chet Holmgren, okay, that one's a little... They took the really tall white dude, but that's Oklahoma City under the tally draft. Jabari Smith, great player. Keegan Murray has played very well. Jaden Ivey for the Pistons, played very well. That's the top five picks. Um, What year do you
0: want to go to? I'm going to name... The top five picks of a certain year, and you are just going to tell me if you know who they are. Cool? Cool. Okay. All right. Number one overall was...
1: Give me a year oh at four. least?
0: No. This just was a good draft. Okay. My bad. Through and through, from one to ten, this just a good draft. This was Luca's. Oh yeah, that was a really good draft. Aiton was one. Luca was two. Jackson yeah. Jaren Jackson Jr. was three. Uh, Trey Young was four. Colin Saxon was five. This yeah, that's just a good draft. That doesn't count. This is a good one.
1: All right, let's take the twenty twenty one draft. Cade Cunningham was a, was one. Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs. Okay, that's fine. That's top five. Uh, good draft. Fine.
0: Twenty seventeen.
1: Okay. Let me Markel
0: Fultz, number one overall pick.
1: Yeah, the Sixers did it though.
0: Lonzo Ball was number was number two overall pick.
1: He wasn't a bad like he was on a, he's on a bus. Jason by Tatum evening.
0: was three, oh, but I'm
1: saying it's a top five pick. Okay.
0: Jonathan Isaac was was sixth. De'Aaron Fox was five.
1: Okay, but I'm saying you there's know no- he
0: came who was drafted at thirteen. Donovan Mitchell. The. You know, was drafted at fourteen. Bam, out of bio. What
1: well, all I was saying okay. is that.
0: You no, know was drafted twenty second, Jared Allen.
1: I know, but what I'm saying is that you're gonna have, if you're gonna be, if you're a team that is not good at drafting, getting a top five pick gets you a lot better chance of getting a superstar like player. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't find them later on in the draft, but we're both saying the Bulls can't draft. <laughs> So being outside the top five means it's going to take you more effort to find a good player, and the Bulls aren't good at that, which is why if they get a top five pick, they'll have a better chance to get an actual superstar because they like they're going to have to be dumb luck getting in getting one because they're they're just not good at drafting. Okay, I can't. I can't say they're not good because they've got some good players, but not amazing players. What have you say, bro? All right, you got anything else? Um, let me just check the news right quick just to make sure there's nothing else I missed Uh, honestly got nothing else Uh, because we're going to be doing another podcast next couple days anyway so I'm going to try to keep this pretty short anybody listening thank you very much for listening to us we're going to be on episode 94 getting close to episode 100 Um, anybody that's been on this journey with us for a little bit now I appreciate you very much um with that, I'm going to tell you, make sure you follow our podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast five stars, share the podcast with your friends. If you do all that, thank you very much. Um, we appreciate you, and hopefully we'll be doing this for many years to come. Um, obviously, we need to get more people to listen to make sure that this can become a good thing for us. So if you can share it, really appreciate it. Tell your friends, enemies, all that. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at JB Sports Pod. At Javante Boozer At Jace Boozer1 um, Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well To kind of get Talk good good conversation on Twitter I uh, Try to be on there as much as possible So that's pretty much it And I'll let Jace kind of finish this out This has been the JB Sports
0: Podcast Thank you guys for listening today You guys have a nice day Bye y'all